Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Morning, church. Did you have a good Christmas? An awesome Christmas. We did. You ever thought, thought about that word awesome? Huh? I don't know what I did. I think I just lost it. There we go. It's like the most uh, uh, messed up word in the English dictionary, in my opinion. Awesome, you know. The reason why I say that, awesome means like to leave you in awe and wonder, something that leaves you in awe and wonder, right? And uh, we say stuff like, your car is awesome, you know what I mean? That toy you got for Christmas is awesome. Did that really leave me in awe and wonder? Not really, you know? You know what would leave me in awe and wonder? Like winning the lottery twice. That would, leave, that would be awesome, right? Or, uh, or, or, or receiving a letter from the IRS saying that uh, I've been audited and they owe me $50,000. That would be awesome. Um, the other thing that would be awesome to me is if I went home today and I turned on the TV and my Dallas Cowboys were playing for another Super Bowl championship. <laughs> that would be awesome. It ain't going to happen, but that would be awesome, right? That would be amazing to me. But, um, but I'm glad you had a great Christmas. Thank you for all of you who came out to the candlelight service. How many of y'all enjoyed the candlelight services, huh? They were awesome. That was awesome for sure, I know. So um, today, I, you know, I, I just talked to Pastor Jeff, and, and I said, hey, I know you need a home run hitter to speak the last message of this decade, and I volunteer as tribute if that's what you need, you know what I mean? And uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah, let's let's bring you in. I'm like, man, don't mess this up, Mark. I mean, this is the last time they're going to hear anything from this church for this whole decade, right? So, uh, but no, as we bring in uh, the new year coming this week, I, I, I just felt like the Lord gave me something to share with you. And um, I, I really want to just uh, share, hopefully, hopefully it comes out uh, the way that, that he's just put it on my heart, and that's been my prayer. And so I just want to pray over the rest of the service real quick, and then we'll move into the Word. So, Father, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for bringing us all here today, your church. Uh, God, we pray that, um, that, that, I'm just praying over your Word this morning, Lord, that it will not uh, it, it will not return void, Lord. It will go out and accomplish what you sent it out to accomplish. Father, I just pray that, um, that you would move on our hearts this morning. Speak to us now in your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So um, I was studying and, and, and uh, I was reading uh, in Ephesians, and I came across this prayer, and I thought, man, what a perfect prayer that's kind of been on my heart for you guys. I'm going to share it with you. It's in Ephesians chapter 3, um, and, and we'll start in verse 14. And, and Paul is, is praying here, but, but this is kind of my prayer for, for you and for this church. And it says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, 
so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And he ends and he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And as I began to just meditate on that word right there and, and, and begin to just, uh, you know, Ephesians 3.20 there, it's one of my favorite, you know, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than anything I can ask or imagine. Listen, I've, y'all know this. I've got a creative mind, all right? I'm, I'm very imaginative, and I can think of some far-out things, and God says I can do even more. I can do immeasurably more than, than that. And, but, but the one thing that really stood out to me was this one. Number one, the first thing is as I pray uh, that you being rooted in his love may have power together with all of God's, uh, all of God's holy people to grasp how wide and long how high and deep is the love of Christ. I hope that you're sitting here this morning and that you can feel that love that he has for you. That you just know that he loves you. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you're going through right now. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made in your life. When he looks at you, he's like, this is my child. With all the love in his heart, he looks at you, and, 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 and he looks past all of those uh, imperfections, right, all of those faults, those failures, and he's like, I love you. I love you. And I hope this morning that, that, that you will leave this place knowing that you are loved. You are loved by the creator of all things, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. You are loved. And it's hard to wrap my mind around that, right? Again, he says to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. It's hard to wrap my mind around how much he loves me. But yet, I am loved. You are loved. And then the second part that really stood out to me this morning and, and, and as I studied, and it said this, if you keep, keep on reading there, it says, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Everybody say fullness. Fullness. What is it like to walk, to live a life in the fullness of God? And as we begin to, to, to make our preparations for this, this new year, this, this, it's, you know, they call it the roaring 20s are back. I hope these 20s are better than the, the, earth, the first 20s, right? I wasn't there, but I've heard lots of stories about them, you know? That was supposed to be funny, sorry. I know, I need to work on my jokes. I apologize. But, um, no, but I, I hope as we prepare 
to move into this new year. You know, it's that time of year where we all get together and we, we think about things that, that's happened over the past year, you know. And we think about, it's like all things become new, right? January 1, it starts all over again. And now we have all these, uh, all, all these goals that we, that we want to uh, meet, all these resolutions that we make, which we fail to complete those by like January 3rd, you know what I mean? We mess those up. But I, I hope that as we begin to make plans and make these resolutions, that one of those goals that we would have would be to walk and to live a life in the fullness of God. To just seek out, to, to get all that he has for you. Because I'm telling you, it's immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. All that God wants to do for you, through you, you can't even wrap your mind around it. And I feel like there's, there's a lot of people in this world that struggle with walking in that fullness. Um, for several reasons. Number one, there's, there's an enemy out there who hates us, right? John 10.10 puts it easy. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He wants to keep you from walking in that fullness. He wants to steal that, the, the joy that you would have by, by living a life in the fullness of God. He hates you. Trust me. You're going to walk out of this room knowing you're loved, but there is an enemy who hates you. And he wants to keep you from experiencing that love that God has for you. And so he's, he's constantly attacking you, attacking your families. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. To live the abundant life. And I want to tell you this morning, church, that's exciting to me, all right? It's exciting to me that I know that God, he's, his, his purposes, his plans for my life are to live a life of abundance, to live a life in the fullness of everything that he has for me. And there's things that keep us from doing that. Number one, you know, sometimes, well, in, in Proverbs 29, 18, he says, where there's no vision, the people perish, right? Where, where there's no revelation, people cast off restraint. And, and, and I have down in my notes there's that many people are not living the, 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 the fullness, the, the abundant life that God has for you because um, they, they lack vision for their lives. Um, many people are perishing and walking through this life uh, without direction. Be, they're being blown in all different directions because their vision has become distorted. Their, their vision is lacking or, or, or maybe even to the point where it's non-existent. Maybe the vision of your life, I, I wear contacts, right? And I went to the, doc, the eye doctor the other day, and when I tell you all I'm blind, if I don't have these contacts in, I, I can't even read this. I mean, you know, the big E, I can't see that. And something happened like this year. And I, it's like all of a sudden one day I woke up, I'm like, even with my contacts in, I can't see. And then they had to do a bifocal. You know, well, that stinks, right? I mean, man, you know, well, they, they say you're getting old. That's what the doctor told me. I said, hey, I don't receive that. I'm young, right? But 
but he had to give me a little bit of extra help for me to see these things. And, and, and the one thing, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm off on a tangent, but watch this. I never understood this about doctors either, right, going to the eye doctor, right? The eye doctor says, well, the problem is, is you're nearsighted. And I'm like, no, I can read the things that are close to me, doc. I can't see the things that are far away, right? Those things right here, I can read, you know. It's, it, it'd be like me going to my other doctor and, and you know, I got a broken arm. He says, well, the problem is you got two good legs, you know. No, my arm's broke, you know. I, can't, you know, I don't know. I, I've never understood about the eye doctor. But anyways, but our vision, it gets distorted. And if I wanted to encourage you one thing this morning, church, would be to refocus your vision. Live a life with a refocused vision to have that vision line up with, with the Word of God and everything that God has for you. Many people are blown, because, they're blown in different directions because their vision is lacking. I guess my question this morning is how is your vision? How, does, does the vision you have for your life line up with the vision that God has for you? Or have we allowed life's circumstances to come in and, 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 and just cause us to go off course? Or uh, allow uh, uh, people in our lives, right, to, 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 to say something that causes our vision to be distorted, of, of, from what God really wants to do in our lives. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. While you were being formed in your mother's womb, God said, I've got a plan for you. I've got something that I need you to do. Jeremiah 29.11 for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. If your vision's distorted this morning, if you're having problems really getting excited about life, I'm going to encourage you to read Jeremiah 29, 11, 12, and 13 again. And he says, I'm telling you, then you will call on me and come to me and, and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. You need, you need your vision corrected this morning? Just seek after God with all your heart. I promise you, I promise you that vision, it'll come into focus. It'll come into focus. You know, I was uh, 17 years old, went to church camp, and, uh, you know, the big thing back in those days at church camp, the very last night they'd have this big talent show, and you'd get up and sing or do some sort of talent. Well, my talent, I would get up and sing, right? And, uh, and I, was the, I was the very last one to sing that night. And I, I remember I was pacing back and forth. I was just nervous as could be. And I, I, I just remember, I, I, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm scared to death, right? And uh, for those of you that don't know me, back in my childhood, I was very shy. 
I know that's hard to believe, okay? But I was very shy, and I was nervous. And, and I felt like the Lord just set me down. He said, hey, 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 just sit down. And, and so I sit down on, on, this, on this bench, and, and, and as I'm sitting there, um, I, I just felt like the Lord says, I don't know why you're nervous because this is what I have planned for you for the rest of your life. And I was like, what? It scared me. And so I, I got up to sing, and, and uh, you know the old song, friends are friends forever. That one? Yeah, I sang that song. That was me. I was the guy that sang it that year, right? And uh, I know, I know. It's a great song. But uh, uh, anyways, I got up there singing. I closed my eyes while I was singing, and, and it was like I seen myself talking in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. I was like, wow. And that was the very moment that I felt like I was, that God had really spoke to me and said, man, you're called to go do, do some ministry work. I've got a plan for you. And I got home from, from church camp, and I went and talked to my dad. I'm like, dad, dad, I know what I want to do because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a senior, you know, but I'm like, dad, I know exactly what I want to do. And my dad's like, cool, man, let's talk about that. I'm like, yeah, dad, I want to go into the ministry. I just believe God's got a plan for me to go into the ministry. And I told him everything that happened. And my dad would look at me, and he's like, I'll never support you in that. I'll never support you in that. And I'm like, why? I'm like, this is my, this is my, like, I knew that God had spoke to me, right? And, and he said, Mark, you'll never make any money doing that. And so I'm not going to waste my money on you going and doing that. That was, that hurt. Um, bad. It was like somebody grabbed my dream and just ripped it apart. And so that very day, I was like, fine. If you don't want to support me in that, then I'll go find a job. I'll make more money than you ever thought about making. And for 20 years, y'all, I would go from job to job to job trying to make more money than what my dad ever thought about making. But for 20 years, I walked through this life with a hole in my heart, with an emptiness inside of knowing I'm like, man, I just, you know, now don't get me wrong. I, I still served in my churches. I still did everything that, that I possibly could. I, I, I youth pastored, you know, one of those uh, 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 non-paying positions, right, but the church really needs you to do, the, the, you know, uh, the, the youth work or the children's work, right, and I would do that stuff. But, but for 20 years, guys, I, 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 uh, it, it hurt. And there was an emptiness inside, and, and, uh, and I, you know, I had allowed my dad those words that he said to keep me from living that vision that God had, that, that, that God gave me. And, um, and I remember the day that, um, well, about six years ago, Pastor Jeff come up to me, and I, I was actually talking to Paxton, you know, first, because I'd gone to church with Paxton before, and and he came over to the store. I was running the pack sack over here. And he came over to the store. He says, hey, didn't you used to do the children's ministry at the church over in Pampa? I'm like, yeah, I did. He's like, great. Pastor Jeff wants to talk to you. And I'm like, awesome. Great. Why? And he's like, well, we're building this new little thing out here. And he just wants to get an idea what, what to do with it. I'm like, awesome. Let's do that. And I went, you know, I had all this stuff written down on a piece of paper. And I'm like, oh, this is what I would do with the room. I came over here and looked, walked the building and all that stuff. And, and um, um, I, I, uh. 
I sat down at lunch, Heather and I did, and this is when Tatum was a baby. She was still in the carrier, you know, and, and I, 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 we, we sat down at lunch. That's when Pastor ate at Logan's every day. If y'all remember that, he ate at Logan's every single day. And, and so we sat down at lunch, and, and he goes, hey, man, um, do you still have a heart for kids? I mean, that's how, how the lunch began. I'm like, oh, I love kids, man. He's like, great, I want you to be my, my, my children's pastor. And I was like, well, you see, this is what I do at that building back there. You know, I had no idea that's what he was going to talk to me about, you know. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to pray about this. Because when I got the job at Pakistan, my I had to kind of go talk to my dad about it because he worked. He's been Pakistan forever, you know, and uh, and he 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 got me that job. And uh, I don't know about this God. And so finally, we 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 take we 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 you know we took the position. It's you know still part time and all that stuff. And then uh, about a year or two after that, it was time Jeff had asked me to come on board full time. And I was like, I don't know about that, God, because that's, you know, again, my goal in life was to make more money, you know, and my, tr- my store was doing way better than my dad's store. I was making all kinds of money, right? I said, all right, God, if you want me to go full-time, I'm going to have to, you're going to have to talk to my dad because me going to my dad telling him I'm, I'm leaving, that's not going to be good. And so I got in my car and I my truck and I drove to, to Dumas and I said, Dad, I need to talk to you. And he's like, what's up? I said, well, think about leaving and going full-time at the church. And from my dad's mouth, he looked at me, he says, well, it's about time. It's about time. Now, I don't know what happened in those 20 years in my dad's life, but it, 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 God worked on his heart because I, I think God knew that if my dad would said, no, you're crazy, I probably would have backed out. But can I tell you something, guys? There's nothing like living a life of purpose, living that, the vision that God has for you. There's nothing like it. I wake up every day, kind of pinch myself, like, I get to do this. I get to come here and talk to you guys about Jesus, my favorite person to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I get to talk to your kids about Jesus and have fun and play games with them and stuff. And there's like, it's, I mean, I don't want to tell you all, but I feel like I don't, it's not work to me. That's, that's fun. You know what I mean? I like to have fun. But there's nothing like it. You know, there's nothing like, you know, my passion right now is for people to know God. Our church, this is our church's vision. We want people to know God. If you're sitting in this room today and you don't know God, and I'm talking about really know him, not, not just not, not know about him, not come to church and sing a few songs like, all right, awesome, and then you don't talk to him for the rest of the week. I'm talking about having a relationship with the God of the universe. It is my passion. I want, if you don't know, you come talk to me. We'll, we'll hang out with me. I promise you. I want you to know God. We want you to find freedom. Our passion is to help you find freedom from whatever it's been in your life that's got you bogged down, got you from living this life, the fullness of God, what God has for you. We want you to find freedom from that. That's, that's, that's our passion. We want you to discover your purpose. Because I can, I'm, 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 a, I'm a living testimony. I'm walking in it on a daily basis of the purpose that God has for my life. We want, we want everybody to, 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 to experience that. And when you know God, 
And when you find freedom and you discover your purpose, you can't help but make a difference in this world. You can't help it. And that's our, that's our heart for you. We, we want you to experience that. You know, we're, we're going to be relaunching our next steps class. I get to teach that thing. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is awesome, right? We're, we're, we're relaunching it here, Super Bowl Sunday. Guys, if, if, if you really are having a problem in that area where you, I just don't know what God has planned for me. I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't understand why I'm created, why I'm here. Come join us. We want to show you. We want to show you what the word says about you. We want to walk you through what this church is all about. Because, guys, outside of these walls, there's a bunch of lost people out there that need you. There's a bunch of lost people out there that need to hear your story. There's a bunch of lost people out there, they just need to know that they're loved. Because they walk through this life and all they've been told is that they're a mistake and that they'll never live up to anything. And we need to be the light. The Bible says that you are the light of the world. We need to be that light to them and share that and, and, and be a part of this overall vision that God has for them, for us, then you're, you're fulfilling the vision that God has for you. And that's, our, that's my prayer this morning, y'all. Walk in the fullness of God. We allow circumstances to keep us from doing that. I remember at one time, Heather and I, we'd just been married. And uh, been married a little over, or about two years at this point, um, Taylor was just a baby. We, we moved to Florida, to Tampa, Florida, uh, to, to, to help a pastor start a church out there. And I want to tell you what, circumstances got pretty bad. Um, you know, I'd go to work every day, and Heather would stay home with, 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 with Taylor. And, you know, we'd blown through all of our savings at this point. Nothing had come to pass with, with, which was supposed to happen at the church, right? And... I finally went to uh, my pastor at that time. I, I went to him and I told him, I was like, hey, man, we got to go home. We got to get out of here because we are failing here. And, uh, I mean, you know, poor Heather, she's sitting at home while the collection calls are coming in. You know, y'all owe. And, and, and I seen my wife just, she's this life all the time, you know. And I seen that light just dwindling because of those circumstances that we were going through. And I w went and talked to the pastor, and I'm like, hey, we got to go. I I've got to. And, and he says, is this your decision or her decision? I said, well, it's our decision. And he said, well, he says, if you uh, continue to let her make the decisions for your family, you're going to end up, you can either get divorced here or there because that's where you're headed to. <laughs> Thanks. Such a vote of confidence there, pastor. This is my pastor that said that to me. And when I came home defeated, I came home, we were devastated. We, were, we walked through a, a horrible time in our life there. And uh, I told God, I said, God, I don't, want, I don't want no part of you no more. I don't, want no, I don't want you to ask me to. I'm tired of failing you. You know, I'm tired of failing you. I, I, don't, want, I don't want no, I, I just don't want to do it no more. And I sat in a, uh, a church in Dumas. They'd asked me to go on this thing called a walk to Emmaus. Some of y'all know what that is. 
um, at first I thought it was a cult. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But they talked me into it, and I finally went. And we, I sat there uh, that over that weekend, and all these guys are getting up there, and they're, they're preaching these, these great messages. And I'm like, so I've preached those. I know what the word says about that. Blah, blah, blah. I had this horrible attitude, right? And I, I remember getting in my room one night, and I just said, God, why do you have me here? Because I know that your word says all that, but I don't want, I'm, I'm done. <clears throat> and that next morning, there's, there's a pastor in Dalhart who came up. I'd never met the guy. I knew about him, but I never met him. And he came up and he found me. He said, hey, Mark, I felt like the Lord laid something on my heart for you this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, what's that? Talk to me. And that was a great attitude to have. And he said, well, here's the verse he laid in my heart, and I believe this is what he wants for your life. He said, he who began a good work in you shall perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Y'all, I melted. Like, I cried like a baby. Because that was God saying, I'm not done with you yet. I know your circumstances have put you in a place where you're very hard and you don't want to do this no more, but I'm not done with you yet. And he put me back on a track of where I just followed him and, and began to just, well, he got me to where I am today. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just, we allow these circumstances to, to distort our vision. And the other thing we, we do is our schedules sometimes really mess us up. You know what I mean? Our, our Guys, I was just talking to Jake this morning. We were back there we're making coffee early this morning like we do every Sunday. And it's like, we just did three candlelight services. We had Christmas. We had, and, it, and it feels like a whirlwind. I'm like, I, did we just have that? Because our schedules are so jammed, packed that sometimes, sometimes it, we're so busy, we don't even know what's going on around us. Sometimes, right? I mean, sometimes it, 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 we're, we're, it's like we're so tired that we can't even sniff out what his fullness looks like in our lives. And it's okay to rest. It's actually kind of biblical to take a day of rest. Did y'all know that? It's funny. I mean, God took Moses, right, up to Mount Sinai. You know, did y'all know? I think there's a 613, yeah, 613 laws that the Jewish people had to live by. 613. They broke one. Guess what? They had to go give a sacrifice, kill an animal, you know, pour its blood out on the altar and sacrifice to God. Like, please forgive me. I messed up. 613. There wouldn't have been enough animals alive. But out of 613, God takes Moses to Mount Sinai and says, here's the top ten, right? And he gives him the ten commandments. Did y'all know that one of those commandments is you should remember the Sabbath and keep it holy? Did you know it's you should take a day of rest? Taking a day of rest made the top ten out of 613. I think it's important. If you look, you don't have to read too far in the Bible when you open up Genesis. And it says when he got to the seventh day, God rested. Can I encourage some of you this morning? Look at your schedules. When you're planning them all out, make sure at least once a week you're taking a day of rest. Because you can get to the point where you've been going and going and going and you're so 
I mean, you're not the energizer bunny that keeps going and going and going. You just get to a point where you just hit a wall and you're just like. And you've given everything you can to where you're all give out. Guys, it's important to just sit in the presence of God. Let him restore you. Let him refocus that vision that that he has for you in your life. Let him show you what it's like to walk in his fullness. Church, that's my prayer for you this year. 2020, right? Perfect vision. I guess it can get better, but 2020, we've always heard 2020, great vision, right? And I hope it's this, is that you will learn the vision of your life will line up with what his word says and line up with walking in the fullness that he has for each and every one of you. That's my prayer. And if there's anything I could say to you on this last Sunday of this decade, I would be up here, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you. Refocus your vision. Learn to walk in the fullness that he has for your life. Learn. He says he has a plan for your life. I promise you he does. Each and every one of you. It doesn't matter how old you are. I hear people all the time, I'm too young to do this. No, you ain't. I'm too old. No, you're not. Definitely. I like, listen, I don't know if you know, I like hanging out with people who are way older than me. Right? You know why? Because they've been there and done that. And you've got so much to offer to people like me. Because if I can learn from you, that's what I want to do. But learn. Refocus your vision. And as you're planning out your 2020, as you're making those resolutions, let one of them be, I just want to walk in the fullness of God. Let me pray over you real quick. Worship team, come on up here. Father, I, um, I am, I'm eternally grateful for what you've done in my life. I'm so grateful for uh, even whenever I've been down and out, God, you, you've had other plans for me. And, Lord, I, I, my, my prayer this morning over everyone that's in here, Lord, is that they would learn to walk in the fullness that you have for them. Lord, that, that you would... Uh, you would correct their their distorted vision for their lives, Lord. And that you would show them the plans that you have for them. Lord, I pray that as we move into this new uh, this new year, God, that you would you would take us to places that we never thought we could go. Lord, that you would use this church to impact this community and the surrounding communities in ways that we never thought we could impact them.
Lord, that you would use the people in this church to bring lost souls to you. You say the harvest is plentiful, Lord, but the workers are few. Lord, I pray that this would be a church of workers for you. And that we would walk in your fullness daily. Church, if there's anyone of you in here right now who just needs prayer, maybe you're, you, you've just you've gone through it this holiday season. The enemy has taken his, he's taken a toll on you. He's, he's, he's done a number on your life. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and, and you know that the vision for your life is just not, um, it's, it's not where it needs to be. Because we've got prayer teams down here that, that we want to pray with you. And so I pray that as, as, as we go through, uh, as Joel leads us through another time of worship, that you would come down and let us pray with you. Father, move on our hearts right now. God, anything that would keep us bound to our seats or whatever, that, that we know we need to be prayed for, Lord, I break those, those chains, I break those bondages right now in Jesus' name. Father, move in our lives and, and move in your people's lives. Use us. Let us be your hands and feet, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.